so yeah, that's where everything went to fucking shit. Or at least when it started to. We picked up a guide. We argued about it. We found a farm. I killed a guy. Just a normal Tuesday, right? Yeah, that's a load of crap. I know it. And I know that you know it. Right, Dr. Park? Yeah, I know you've read my report. I know you know everything about this. But I still don't know why the fuck you're making me tell it all again. But you know what? Fine. I'll tell you. Out of the goodness of my heart, I'll tell you every fucking gory detail about how everything went wrong. Even more wrong than it did on that farm. I'll tell you how I ended up in this fucking place. But then you do one thing for me, alright? You tell me what happened to my team. And you let me talk to Price. This is a special bonus episode of The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast. Recorded with members of our R-Cell and Program Tier Patreon members. When we last left our members of Team Hammerlock, they had encountered a young fellow that offered to be a guide and translator named Rosh. They had hiked into the mountains and came upon a homestead. Sadly, things went sideways and a bullet was fired and the team was forced into action. Was it miscommunication or was it planned? Now, Rosh and Nomad are heading to the cave entrance to see what's just beyond. There is a flap over the entrance and are you going to go in or are you going to have him go in? I have this handy dandy tool on my character sheet. <laughs> okay. That's a camera designed to poke into places that one does not necessarily want to go into first in case there's somebody standing there with a gun. I'm using that to get a look at what's inside at least the mouth of the cave. Good idea. You see the cave does not extend back very far. There is a workbench in here. There are reloading tools for reloading ammunitions. There's an anvil. It's a workshed, if you will. There's nobody in it. Nobody's in it. Correct. Okay. And there's nothing large enough to conceal, you know, the, the stolen Russian tactical nuclear device that happens to be sitting there. Correct. Good. Okay. That's what I needed to check out. I mean, it only needs to be 75 pounds and it fits in a backpack. Nonetheless, that's what I needed to know. I, I will report the cave as a workbench to the commanding officer, then go find somewhere to sit and have a, you know, unless otherwise instructed to do something, sit, have a smoke, offer one to Raj, and think about the general ludicrousness of the universe. Price, you've got all of these uh, people, at least all of the men currently zip-tied. Uh, you found the other woman inside with the two youths, the two kids, comforting them. They don't seem to be um, a risk or an issue at the moment. What is it that Team Hammerlock is going to be doing here? My goal is to get this clusterfuck of a situation under control, and I mean, that's somewhat achieved, but um, I think... Uh, is, there, is there anything we can do to... to calm them down to to uh 
anything we can give them. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not suggesting that a human life is worth some some medicine or something like that, but like it, I want to at least try to convey through my translators, skilled translators, that this was an accident. It was because one of their men drew a weapon, um, and that we did not intend for this to happen. I mean, uh, yeah, fully expecting that's a long shot. All right, well, go ahead. I will pass on what I learned from Raj over to the commander as well, in the hopes that that will be helpful, and maybe we can give them some ibuprofen. And if nothing else, I've got a couple rolls of French hard candies that I brought with me, just in case there were kids. There are kids there. They're not entirely... They're not going... Well, you can leave the candy. They're not going to eat it. Saturn, go ahead and give me a... Uh, give me a Pashtu roll. Please don't fail. Or please don't critically <laughs> wait, fail. Wait, wait. Hey, I'm doing really. No, well. I want. I, I want to use. I want to use our, our local. Oh, guys. you want to. You want. Don't want to use. You want to use Rosh? Wait, Saturn has what? How much have you got? Forty. Okay, you've got forty, right? But you did just. Yeah, no, I think. I think you're too toxic at the moment. Sorry. Fair. Can't fault you on that one. Rosh translates and attempts to calm the situation. Price, go ahead and give me a charisma roll. Oh, very nice. Uh, 11 out of 75. Excellent. Through your translator, the people except for the wife do calm down. She is sobbing, and then at one point she just stops. Just catatonic and silent. They're not happy with you, but yet they do not wish to murder you in the face right now. They may wish to do so at a later time, but at the moment in time, they will stand down. And the old man was trying to get some medical attention because he's old and was excited about maybe getting some pain meds. Something a little bit stronger than ibuprofen, but not as bad as the morphine, because opium is quite popular here, but not allowed to be taken or used. I do think once we get to that sort of calm state, I would represent that offer of, hey, if anybody has anything they need to look at, I, I'm, I'm happy to do that. They do not want you poking around. The you are now you are all persona non grata. Yeah, and I'm I'm happy to walk away and kind of let that go. I think I think at this point we have to we have to make a um, uh, make a retreat from here. So you're going to continue through the mountain passes. Our mission hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think I can um, get away with going back and taking an uh, ally in for a court martial, but uh, we might have to do that some later date. You carry on and leave the village in your shadow. The sun is beginning to set and the sky above has no clouds. And yet here it is very dark. When it gets to be about 10 p.m., Rosh makes mention there is a, a set of caves not far away. They might be used by by some of the, uh, the ISIS militants. The Taliban has... Uh, or the the Taliban might be using them. Depends as to who's there, but it would give us shelter over the evening. Yeah, so we could shelter there, but there might be people in there. Yes. Look, I might just be a jock with a gun, but that doesn't sound like a great idea. Looking around, you have sight lines. Your guys aren't in the best location to put up camp for the night. Finding some kind of secured area would not be a bad idea. Because you have been fucking walking all day. I mean, something's better than staying out here, but uh, 
maybe let's not go walking in and talking to him this time. I look at Saturn, not knowingly, um, assholishly, I think is the word I'm looking for. Saturn does not rise to the bait and just keeps walking. If the caves are occupied by militants, then, well, we achieve part of our goal. If they're not, then we found some shelter. So let's be cautious, keep an eye out, stay professional. Hey, I'm always professional. I'm professional shooter, and I don't know where I was going with this, but whatever. I'm tired. Let's go. I don't think he was talking to you. They're always talking to me. I'm the I'm the funny one. Everyone wants to talk to me, right? Right? I mean, I like talking to you, but when he said being... Pro- yeah, but when you talk to me, I get in trouble. Yeah, that's true. All right, I'd like everybody, as you guys get a little bit closer toward the cave entrances here in this mountain area, I'd like everybody to make an alertness roll for me. 13 out of 60. Ought three. 55 out of 60. 40 out of 60. 15 out of 60. All right, excellent. So everyone sees the shadow of a person kind of running along a ridge, escaping away. Alloy, you rolled a 55, yes? Yep. All right, so you got a critical success. You actually see the person with a hunting, a scoped hunting rifle turning and running. In what direction? Away from you toward the caves. I think I just tell everyone else what I saw and I take no action. Okay. If we can see them from here, then it's possible they can see us. So I'd like to plot a stealthy approach. Oh, that was definitely a scout. Yep. They know we're here. So stealth is great, but uh, they know we're here. You think they they saw us? Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they saw us. Price, go ahead and roll me a stealth as you're the one commanding this. 18 out of 60. You're able to get everyone fairly close to the closest cave entrance. There is a burlap covering uh, over the cave, and you see that there is a very light flickering of a light behind it. Who's got that uh, camera on a stick? I'm camera on a stick. I would like some cover if you want me close enough to be peeking underneath the burlap, because I do not relish running away as quickly as I may have to if there are lots of people in there. Hey, relish is better than mustard. Hmm. I don't want to play catch-up. Can we uh, plot an approach close enough? You would be able to get close enough. Nomad, as you get closer to the door, give me an alertness roll of your own. 27. When you look at the door, you see the flap actually is tied to something just beyond, and it says, point this way toward enemy. As you see a United States Claymore mine directly in your face. Run away. Run away. Run away. Run away. Okay. As soon as I think I'm out of hearing range of anybody behind that, Claymore, booby trap, no. Alloy, time to redeem yourself. Alloy is not a fan of the way that that was said, but understands 
I will happily explain it in more. I will explain in more detail when I am sufficiently far away from the claymore. And you do get to that distance. Then I will explain in detail what I saw: the burlap, the connection, the side towards enemy, etc. I can probably even show him a video clip from the tablet so he knows exactly what he saw. Yeah, no, no, no. I I know it's being seen. That part's not the issue. <laughs> so, okay, there's a there's a claymore that's being pointed out of the door. It's set up to go off when the the cover is moved. Yes. Yeah, it's set to go off when the cover's moved. Price is quickly learning that he needs to be quite specific. I want you to disarm the thing, not bloody blow the place up. Alright. Alloy will go in and basically zero dark 30, like hand over hand climb to get in and get his hands on the claim. Not like get get his hands on is a strong term, but like basically gonna attempt to stealth in. All right. Go ahead and uh, give me a demolitions roll. All right, demo is out of six. 60. Be an epic time for a critical fail. I know. This is this is one more reason why Rooster likes to be a mile away with a scope. 14. You got a 14 on your demolitions roll, alright. Yes. Good. I don't have to roll for I don't have to look up the damage for demolitions right off the hand. You're able to disarm the claymore. And when you disarm the claymore, you're actually able to claim it if you like. Ooh, I will claim it. Okay. I absolutely want one. All right, so you're able to you're able to reclaim the claymore itself. Um, so now that is part of your equipment and your gear. If you want to write that down, maybe scribble it down on a notepad or something along those lines. I'll just tell the rest of the team like I got it. It's gone. We could clear the cave and put it back when we're inside. Bit redundant. Or depending um, on how deep it is, stick it pointing back further so that we can chill out in the front. If the cave looks deep enough, I will move up to help snake Camus forward. It's a cave system. So you would be able to go through... There are tunnels and, and whatnot throughout this entire area. Would there be value in blowing up the claymore, screaming a bit, and see who comes running? That's a possibility. It would be loss of, uh, you know, loss of an item, but you can certainly go ahead and do that. To quote one of my favorite web comics, the plan should not be shaped like us screaming. We're moving away from our rules of engagement if we do that. Well, we didn't initiate contact. We made some noise and they initiated what was coming out. Yeah, I'm not a lawyer. I didn't. I don't make the decisions here. I just point out the bad ideas. So, you tell me what to aim at. Yeah, my thought had been, if people come out to us, we're not dealing with any further booby traps. Well, is our goal to explore the cave system or to get as deep into the cave system as we need to be to get a night's sleep? I had thought the plan, the goal was the latter. Right now, I say sleep, and. Uh... Tomorrow, because right now, I'm sorry, but uh, I'm tired, and Rooster needs his nighty-night if I'm going to wake up in the morning and wake all y'all up with the crow, so I say sleep. 
and we deal with the cave fuckers tomorrow. Is it worth at least like going a short way into the cave system just to see what's in there? Are there crates of munitions piled up? Is there yeah? Is there obvious signs of militants? As as you get a little bit closer, are you guys actually going to go into the cave? I say yes, but cautiously and carefully, and okay. checking for traps every uh, few feet. Fair enough. It's like a rogue. Check for traps every five feet, right? I would say that Alloy's the one who is doing the check for traps. Partial. Oh, yeah. def- definitely going yeah. first. Yeah, yeah. Alloy's the one that's going first and is the quote-unquote rogue of the situation. I, I was so- about to say, I'm the one with the camera. I'm right behind you and the camera's in front because the camera's slightly more replaceable than you are right beyond the entrance of the cave it does open up into a area where there are a couple cots you see that there is some russian writing on the cots there are a few crates with you know more russian writing at a quick glance you see that there are rpgs uh, rockets actually in here as well as the delivery device itself there's a handful of them this is a uh, ammunition and arms kind of area it looks as though that somebody left here in a hurry. This would not necessarily be the best place to catch a nap. It looks like they've gone deeper into the caves themselves. Right now, you see that there are six cots that are set up, and that there are uh, five tin coffee cups, and there is a coffee pot on a small burner that's still bubbling. Oh, is that tempting? It smells good. Mm. Alloy puts his hand on Bryce's shoulder and is like, nope. Believe me, I'm not about to drink Taliban coffee. But, I know uh, that you're not going to. Oh, that smell. I know. I know. We can certainly shovel this stuff in, in one corner and, uh, and set it to remotely detonate. That would certainly be achieving a goal. The coffee? Um, you're going to blow up the coffee? <sighs> I gesture at the the RPGs and uh, such like. If there's any unopened beans, I might take those. (laughs) You actually do see that there is a bag of uh, Starbucks. Wait, you're English. Aren't you supposed to want a cup of tea or something? Oh, good God, I can't stand tea. Right, well, if he's not... We're not all stereotypes. What kind of self-respecting limey are you? (laughs) <laughs> All right, seriously, though, I say aim the claymore back, so if anybody comes towards us, it blows up towards them, and we sleep in the front. Agreed. I I set that up and then say, next time I save your ass, I'll PG tip you off. So you said oh, do I need to roll? No, you don't need to set it up, because it's, it's all set. It's all, uh, you know, pretty easy. How many... So we've come into a, an area. Are there now multiple branching tunnels? Is there one There's tunnel There's one out? tunnel that heads off. Yep. Okay. That's easily defensible at least. Yes. There, there's there's two points of, of egress here, um, entrance and egress. There's the the entrance that you guys came in through, and then there's one tunnel that leads leads out, or lead, lead, leads deeper into the tunnel, I mean. And the claymore is on the one deeper in or the one facing out? If we're in, like, an enclave, it shouldn't matter the direction. No, well, it will need to. It's Which which door is it, is it defending? Is it defending the, the one that goes deeper into the cave system or the one that goes to the outside? If they had run into the cave, yeah, I was thinking put the claymore aiming in because they would come towards us to get out. Yep, 
that's what Aloy would do. Okay. That's what I assumed. So you've got a, a the Claymore defending the going deeper into the cave. So if anyone's coming out, they run the risk of of tripping that. Saturn, what are your what are your thoughts here? We rest here, or yeah, that's my inclination as well. We got the Claymore set up. We just set up shifts and we get the sleep that we can, and we get an early start going into the cave tomorrow morning. Any objections? Look around at the others, or you know. In a few hours, at least, if we catch them by surprise, go and late in and don't wait till all the way till morning. But you figure out what you're what you want us to do. I'm gonna go take a nap. All right. I guess we're getting some rest in a room full of uh, rocket-propelled grenades. I can take first watch. Yeah. Set up some watches. Okay. Power naps all around. We get the safety naps set up, and are you guys gonna sleep on the cots? They're not tied to any booby traps or explosives. Do a quick inspection for bugs, and then yes. There are bugs, but that's kind of normal. <laughs> I was about to say, if they're mild bugs, fine. Oh, you mean bugs as in, like, electronic bugs? No, no, Amen. I mean fleas no. versus bed bugs. Okay. Fleas, fine. Bed bugs, I'll sleep on the ground. <laughs> they find you anyway. About 3 o'clock a.m. Who's on watch at that point? Who's up? All right, Alloy. You're relaxing, and you see a flashlight in the darkness coming from within the cave. Then the flashlight shuts off. You hear a hushed tone and two voices. And then everyone is awoken by a very loud explosion and bright light as the claymore goes off. I didn't do it! pretty sure you did <laughs> it actually it rocks everyone just snaps everybody awake as it goes off it is not quiet the ball bearings get thrust forward those that are on the other side of it are uh, much less fortunate also parts of the cave start to cave in just a little bit down the hallway and dirt sprinkles down from the ceiling above you everyone is awake you all roll to defensive position, some, you know, maybe even behind the bed with your, your weapons drawn. Alloy will ask Saturn as soon as, like, everyone is in the defensive position to see how far the camera can go. That would be Nomad. Nomad has that. Nomad. I'll go up and take a look around the corner. I mean, it's not... I don't think it's very far. No, it's it, it only goes about a meter, so about three feet, which is still kind of far. It gives you, you know, quite a bit of, of distance, but not like six feet or so forth. When you get closer, you see that it's caved in quite a bit. You could possibly crawl up and over the rubbish and the, the cave-in. You'd have to climb in on your belly to get through there. We'd hear them coming. So you're saying we're going back to sleep? No, I'm just saying we'd hear them coming if they came that way. I think we should get out of here, but because probably every but anybody in this cave system just heard that. At this point, we can um, we can detonate this cache and move on. I thought exactly, but I wasn't gonna do anything else without Cap's command. Let's blow it and get moving. Let's get moving and then blow it. <laughs> Let's make sure that there isn't a welcoming That's committee outside our front door before we blow up anything. I'm going to go look and see if we've got, if there are now 20 people with guns waiting for us outside the front door. Or even two people. Even one person. Go ahead and give me an alertness roll. 46. Out of? 
60. Out of 60. Okay. You do look outside and you do catch a glint of something slightly up and away, almost as though that, you know, someone is looking through a sight down on your, uh, your position. I'll call Rooster forward and indicate roughly where I was, where I saw it. Who's back toward the en- the other entrance? So Saturn, you hear, it sounds like rocks are being moved on the other side of the cave. The comms that we have are all sort of throat mic kind of things? Similar, yes. Yeah, so I'll double tap that and say, guests from the rear in a low voice. I'm still gonna take a position in front. I wanna see if I can, without exposing myself, kind of see around that tarp. All right, so this is gonna be an opposed alertness and opposed stealth check. So Rooster, go ahead, give me a stealth roll. Shit, what's stealth on this version of the character? No, that's a 59 out of 50. Okay. You're looking and you finally see the scope and then you see the muzzle flash. Can I dodge? No, you cannot dodge a bullet. Okay. Yeah. You see the muzzle flash and you get hit shortly thereafter. For four points of damage, as you get winged with a rifle bullet, are you wearing tactical armor? I am. Tactical armor, I believe, has a... uh, Rating three is what we're wearing. For the Kevlar vest, okay. Yep, because we're also being mobile and moving around. That will bring that down by three. Okay. I was up there with Rooster, yes? Yes, you were close by. Do I see the muzzle flash? Yes, you do see the muzzle. Were you poking your head out? Were you poking your head out the door? I thought you were using the cam to look out. Yeah, so probably not. Well, now that I got winged, can I shoot back? Yes. You are not getting the bonus off of the... No, I'm not. I took damage. Yeah. Doesn't matter. 45 out of 60. Out of 70, sorry. Go ahead and give me a damage roll on your on your rifle. Lethality roll. Well, it's not lethality, but it is a 98, which is 17 Ooh. points. Okay. You shoot the sniper across the way. Real fast, do I see him fall? No, because he's laying down. Do I see like the scope drop? Heart explode. No, because it was it was set up on a, a mounted area. He was taking his time and watching the door. He saw you pulled the trigger. You saw him and you pulled the trigger. You think you had purchased with your shot, but you're not 100% sure. We're going to come back to that. On the inside, Saturn and Alloy, because you guys are, are inside, you hear the rocks being moved very quickly. And there is this weird chanting coming from within inside. Alan Kambutu, Alan Kambutu, Alan Kambutu, Alan Kambutu. The rocks begin to move with speed and alacrity, and you hear clicking, like a strange clicking. Yeah, I'm going to start backing up to the group. I assume everybody's close enough that they could hear me if I'm just talking aloud. I don't know how yep. big this cave Yeah, uh, I'd say, guys, these guests may not be human. Alloy puts a C4 charge on one of the walls and gets as far away as the detonator allows him to. Okay. And then before 
asking for the C4 to be like on one of the walls. Cause the idea is that if it gets blown up, then the cave-in would occur. I think Alloy would ask Price for permission to do this. Let's go. We're going in and uh, I don't look. I blow shit up. I make things go down. It's not always pretty. What do you what do you, what do you see in Alloy? Hearing, not seeing. You don't want to hear what I'm hearing. It's not good. I'm I'm. You're gonna have to trust me on this one. At this point in time, I'm hearing sniper fire behind mm-hmm. me and rifle shots. What am I actually hearing from inside you, the cave? You, it sounds like stones are being moved away from the cave. You're seeing Saturn back up towards the group and deathly pale at what he's heard. Keep your cool, everyone. We need to take a defensive position. What's Raj doing? He's just sitting there cross-legged, almost in a meditation. As you look a little bit closer, his mouth is moving. Can I tell what he's saying? Saturn, being aware of the chanting and then the rocks moving and everything, draws his weapon and shoots Raj. Okay. You don't even need to roll. You shoot Raj and he collapses. Price, you look over and you see that your medic just shot the guide. I was going to interrogate him! Yes, Rooster. Can I take a second shot to make sure that sniper's down? You do so. I'm not going to have or, you. Or can I see that if anyone else is up there? You don't see anyone else up there. It was just the sole guy. He's dead. Do you still want to be cautious? Call back behind me. Sniper's down. What the fuck is going on back there? I have no fucking idea. Saturn's gone mad. The rocks start moving quickly. When I mean moving quickly, they start getting emptied out. Alloy and Price, the two of you, I want you to roll your sanity. 64 over 50. 45 out of 60. Okay. So, Price, you lose one point of sanity. Alloy, go ahead and roll 1d10 for me. 10? This is not going to end well for... That's going to be an 8. Ooh. So you lose 8 points of sanity as this long purple and black colored spider leg comes out of the darkness and then another and then another rising up you see a very large spider when i mean very large i don't mean something that's crawling across your hand no this is the size of an rv as it stands up and you see the iridescent belly the purple thorax glowing and mandibles that are dripping in an ooze it stands about 10 feet tall and its head reaches the top of the cave itself. If he lost eight all at once, does that mean he needs? Yes, I do. And I have an, and I have a question for Dan. I set up on before this whole thing happened, C4 on the wall of the cave near the cave-in. Mm-hmm. Losing eight sanity would be a flight or fight temporary insanity. It would be. Would pulling the trigger on it right now be both fight and flight? Give me a luck roll. All right. 41. Okay. What do you want it to be? I want to pull it. Okay. 
behind everyone, there is a loud explosion, actually in front of Price. There is an explosion off to the side as the C4 goes off. So, C4 lethality. What is that? I think we've got that on your sheet. 15, I believe? Yep, 15. All right, go ahead and give me a lethality roll. Uh, eight. Okay, so, Price, I need you to make a dodge roll. Okay, 50. That was my dodge skill, 50, and I rolled a 12. You dive out of the way as rocks start to come down. Alloy is evaporated into a pink mist. Do I need to make a sanity roll for that? Yes, please. Guess I didn't care much for me. <laughs> 28 <laughs> Saved you the trouble of a court martial. I, I, I don't have to. Oh, that paperwork. Oh, <laughs> yes. You're able to come with the with grips that Alloy has removed himself from the battlefield, but kind of understandably so. The rocks come down on top of this gigantic fucking spider. You're backing away. Everyone is having difficulty hearing at the moment in time as C4 went off within this cave itself. What is Rooster, Nomad, and Saturn doing? Luckily, I'm still facing the other direction. But then I hear an explosion. Then I don't hear anything else except ringing. And I just turn around and go, What the actual fuck? Expecting for no one to actually be able to hear me. But seeing Price on the ground, probably covered in red mist and looking surprisingly okay with it. Also, still expecting nobody is gonna hear it. I'm gonna say out loud. Did Alloy finally take care of himself? Nomad. Did I see this spider thing in the rocks and Alloy's descent into a monomolecular state and all of the rest? Yes, so go ahead and give me a sanity roll. Nine. Nine, okay, you do lose one point of sanity. And you don't see it any longer because it's covered underneath part of the cave-in. There is more dirt coming in, and the, the mountains are, are making strange noises about... Actually, you can't, even, you can't hear them. Strategic advance towards the rear, right now. Meaning the entrance? Meaning the entrance. There is no other direction anymore. There's a cave-in. Uh, I'm trusting Rooster's sniping ability much more than I am the tectonics of this place right now. Well, there's your problem. I've seen you shoot. I haven't. I've seen this cave start to fall down. So Saturn just saw everything that Price saw. Saturn had the additional. He was able to hear what was happening in the cave beforehand, so he, he has a sense of what has brought this on. Saturn turned and shot the dude. Saturn would like out. I'm going to pull the grenade that I have off of my belt. I'm going to help Price to his feet, and I'm going to say, "We got to go." and uh, make it clear that I'm going to use the grenade whether Price agrees or not. Wait, wait, use it how? Basically, uh, to continue the job that uh, Alloy started. Uh, and I, I agree with Nomad's assessment, and Nomad didn't say it out loud, but uh, Saturn also agrees that I trust Rooster's sniping ability over my ability to outrun a Winnebago-sized spider. Price, you feel yourself being pulled and gathered. You look up, Saturn has got his hands on you pulling you out of the cave. As you both look back into the cave itself, you see the rocks moving and 
seemingly out of nowhere, like out of the, the rubble, this spider kind of crawls up and out of the rubble itself. Shit, I'm looking at it this time. Yeah. All right, so those that did not make sanity rolls, go ahead and make your sanity rolls. Yeah, that's an 83. 83, excellent. Go ahead and roll 1d10 for me. Nine. Well, you've already thrown the grenade in. You know, you're no longer carrying price, but you're now moving at a fast rate of speed out of the, the cave. Legit. I run right past Rooster. Rooster, what you got? Well, hold that thought, because I got a 76. Okay. And lost nine points of sanity. Whew. Which means I am just going to start unloading the sniper magazine into the spider from firing from the hip. And that's why I said hold that thought, because I'm hoping that Saturn is out of the way when I start firing, and I don't pull a Rory. Well, go ahead and give me a uh, give me an attack give me a attack roll at least for this round. Fuck, it's just a straight roll. What no, did you get? I know I didn't take damage, but and even if I didn't, I have a red dot, not a laser, and I'm firing from the hip, which means that my eighty nine is a fail. Okay. You shoot. Price, you've been dropped. Saturn is running Nomad. You're really the only one holding on to their shit right now. I didn't crit fail. Does that mean I don't shoot Saturn? Correct. Okay. What I would like to do in priority order is haul Sterling out of there and toss a grenade at the RPG seven rounds. Okay. Do I have enough cycles to do that? Yes, that sounds like that would be certainly doable. You can help Price up. Price, you're being lifted up again by your friend. I'm just trying to get him onto his feet. I'm not trying to carry him. Just get him right. up, toss the grenade at the rounds, and then I'm headed for the opening as well, grabbing it's, Rooster. It's right rooster the by the rooster opening. is right by the opening, yes. Yeah, okay. Um, if, 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 if there's none of my team left inside, um, well, then... Uh, <laughs> I understand, yes. So you're able to go ahead and do that. Go ahead and give me a demolitions roll, Nomad. That would be three out of 20. Excellent. Nice. Whew. So you throw your fragmentation grenade at the RPG cache. Price, you've made it out the door. Nomad, you headed out. You're able to get out as well. Uh, Rooster, there is a, after a, another round, go ahead and shoot as this thing is crawling out. Ought six. Excellent. Go ahead and roll lethality for me. Fourteen. Okay. So it's actually five points of damage because his le- it, it has a higher requirement for lethality. Really? Than a, than a twenty. Yes. So wow. So you shoot it. You do damage to it as you see that you know there's a, a a squirt. You actually are able to break the carapace, and then you're thrown as you t- do take damage. Rooster, go ahead and roll one d six points of damage. Two. I take two. Two points of damage, yep. I want you to roll me a ten-sided dice, but I want you to put it in front of you. I don't care about the number. Now, look at where the pointed section of the ten is at. Did it roll? Is it facing you? Is it out? Like, what direction does it launch you? That way. Sort of forward and to the right. You get launched into the cave as the explosion goes off. There's rocks and all of that kind of good stuff on top of you. 
stones start to fall and you feel yourself a little bit buried and you feel something crawling over the top of you. Not little things, one big thing as it crawls past you. Do I take damage from the rocks? You did. That's the two points of damage that you got from the rocks. You're, you're currently covered. Oh, okay. Saturn, go to give me an alertness roll minus 20. Alertness roll minus 20. My alertness is a 60, so I'm rolling against a 4. Correct. That's a 22. Somehow, in your mind, you are able to stop yourself as you are about to cross over a trip line for another Claymore mine. You're able to take deep breaths now. Price of Nomad. You're outside the cave. It seems like it's just the two of you. Saturn went running off. Rooster's gone. Rooster's in the cave after there was a large explosion. Maybe go back and look for him in a bit. And this thing cra is crawling out. Mm. It's going to be, I guess... Uh, ah. Rooster's in there. I don't know if I want to throw a hand grenade in there. I guess unload with my assault rifle. Go ahead and give me a firearms roll. Is there any way to do sort of semi-automatic? I suppose that's that's taken into account with the lethality. Yes, the lethality. Yeah. You will roll the lethality when you roll for your uh, your damage. Okay, uh, 50 out of 60. All right. And then go ahead and give me the lethality. And lethality, I believe, is 10 on the, uh, the assault rifle? Yep. Got armor piercing of 3. Zero, 01. Ooh. Ooh. So that would be a total of 11 points of damage. Because the lethality Oof. needs to be higher for it to be uh, exhausted. Lethality needs to be at least a minimum of 30 for it to be killed off in one shot. Some big bad monsters have mm. these, these mm. cool things. A prayer to St. Joan, the patron saint of the French army, and I open fire as well. Okay. 42. That will hit. Wait, actually, what's your skill? Should be a 60. So lethality, I presume? Yep, go ahead and give me a lethality roll. 90. Okay, so 19 points of damage. That's pretty sexy. You are putting holes in the carapace as it's moving forward. It lashes out at Nomad with one of its legs. It catches you and spins you, and then there's another leg that seems to catch up with you nearly immediately as it's on top of you and it's starting to wrap you in a web quickly and it takes a bite i was about to say is my hand still free from the web no because you're you're holding your weapon you're firing you are probably still firing you know it, and it's got you spinning it's spinning pretty quickly have you seen lord of the rings when frodo gets attacked by shelob and how quickly that is that is what's happening to you at the moment Joy. Okay. Roll constitution for me. Um, 53 out of 60. Excellent. Roll 1d6 for me. One, you take one point of damage from the bite. Well, next time around, at least my gun is point blank range to its head. Mm-hmm. Well, at least what you might think is its head. The bitey bit. Yes. Saturn. So, I've got... A couple of warring things in my mind. I know that the word that the lady was screaming is the same word that they were chanting. So I think that that entire family of people is about is out here just waiting to kill me somehow. I've got the claymore that's on the ground in front of me, and I got screamy, squishy stuff happening in the cave. How, how far am I from the cave? 
maybe 50 yards. So can I see the spider from where I'm at? The canyons do twist a bit. You do not see the spider at the moment. All right, I'm going to take note of where this claymore is, and then I'm going to run back towards the cave. You see the creature, you, and as soon as you see the creature, you stop, and you actually dig a furrow with your heels as you stop on the way back when it comes into sight. Your pulse quickens, your heart is pounding in your chest. You don't want to get any closer than this. Fair. Do I think I could get a shot off with this spinning cocoon thing happening, or is that too, too risky? Oh, you definitely think you can shoot it. Yeah, go ahead. Are you thinking properly? Probably not. Just don't cri- just don't critical fail. I mean, you guys have been rolling fantastic tonight. All right, so my P90, I've got on a 60. <laughs> That's a 72. So you're firing at it almost blindly. You know, you're firing with fear. Price, what are you going to do? <sighs> How big are these holes in its carapace? bullet sized they're bullet sized um, actually no they're because you've shot in areas that are because it's uh fully automatic fire it's in a general region there are some that are actually quite large um the size of your hand i mean i would love to shove a hand grenade into one of these that's a fantastic idea <laughs> is that what you wish to do <laughs> if i think it's feasible i would like to attempt all right it. give me a melee or an unarmed combat roll Mm, okay. Whichever's okay. higher. So unarmed combat is 60 and melee is 50. So, All right, so um, you take the grenade, you put it in your hand, you pull the pin. 44. And you shove it into the hole, release the spoon, and pull your hand out. I am going to need a lethality roll. Depending on what you roll for the lethality roll, that's going to leak over into the kill radius because obviously the kill radius is going to be lessened because you just shoved a grenade into it, so it's not going to get the full blast. I mean, I would also like to sort of dodge away as much as possible. Yeah, that's not happening. That's not. Okay, fair enough. You are dodging away from it as much as possible. It's not a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to stick around up close and personal. You just want a straight D100 roll for that? Yep. Yep, okay. 13. Okay. There is an explosion within it. And the ichor and the effluence of the creature is sprayed everywhere on top of you. It's gross. It covers you completely. The creature explodes, covering you in goo, covering Nomad in goo. I need both Price and Nomad to roll luck for me. 40. Out of 50. Okay, good. Roll 1d4 for me. 29. Okay, go ahead, roll 1d4. 1. Excellent. 4. All right. So, Nomad, your constitution drops by 4 points. Price, yours drops by 1. It seems, though, that most of the goo falls on top of Nomad. There are... Things that are floating in the air that seem to be like tiny little stars. And you are not feeling well. Your skin is bubbling just a tiny little bit. And where it touched, you kind of brush away with your hand. And it's almost as though that it is, it's now has a burn on it. 
where it's gotten to be dark black on the hand that you shoved into the, the thing. Because Nomad is bound, there's not much you could do here, and you actually succumb to the pain and pass out. Rooster's buried, and you know, you've gotten knocked on the head. Saturn, you see the sun starting to rise. You're not sure how long you've been standing there. And Price is on his knees, holding his hand, and his hand looks as though it's been charred. Yeah, I, I'm going to go render aid where I can. Like I said, his hand has been charred. It looks like it's been caught aflame, like he put it right into a fire. Price, you don't know where the time went. It's just gone. Time got a little bit fucky here. Nomad, you, you feel like you're being removed from the womb as the pressure's been relieved. Sudden, you hear in an American accent, Hey, hey. I hear that? Yes. Okay. Uh, that's going to freak me the hell out, because I was, like I said, Saturn's been worried about the family coming and finding us. So he's going to be super duper sensitive to that. And so no matter what he's doing, no matter who he's helping, he's going to jump up and try to find whoever said that. There's a guy coming up the trail. He's dressed in United States Army gear. He has the beard of a, of a special operator, but he doesn't have a helmet on. He's looking around. He's like, what the fuck happened here? Uh, I want to try to IFF this guy. Something plausible like, what's your unit? Who's your commander? Something along those lines. Captain Byers, Rafa Fob Turner, why are you here? We, we weren't told anybody else was going to be here. Don't worry about that now. I've got a guy buried over here. Help me get the rocks off of him. He might still be alive under there. Okay. The two of you head over and Nomad is twitching. He seems to be stable. His skin, though, is covered in these burns um, and priced just with his hand. It takes a little bit. You're able to find Rooster, and Rooster grabs hold of this guy's hand. He has a, a specialist rank, and he uh, starts to pull away the stones and the, the rubble. Rooster, you look up, and you see a guy that's in his late 20s, early 30s. It's the first face that you see, and it's kind of etched in your brain. And looks down, all right, let's get you out of here. And you see it, it says Ellis on his tag. I'll go... Oh, fuck. Saved by the army? Would you rather it be the Air Force? Uh, just... Ow. There's a rapid movement as he calls in support. A couple more American soldiers come by and carry everyone down. Start to exfiliate. You're in, put into a helicopter and you arrive at a Air Force FOB. I was actually going to have one small request before we evac. Go ahead. Because it's been going round and round in Saturn's head that the chant was the same thing that he heard from the woman who was cursing, Saturn would have said, hey, can we pop back over to this place and grab these people? Because I think we're going to want to talk to him later. We'll note that these guys need help now. We'll put that down for later on. They take you in and uh, start to perform surgery and give you your treatment as necessary. Rooster, they go and give you a you know a good once over. A doctor is looking over Nomad, and Nomad, you feel your guts are on fire, and the doc is just taken off of your outfit, and he's just watching you, and you kind of look down, and you see your chest is being disintegrated, the skin is not there anymore you feel the pain almost as though that everything is on fire emanating from your gut you don't know how or why this happened 
price. A doc looks at your hand, looks at you and says, we have to take that. And they get you some medicine and anesthesia. You kind of come to, you're not fully out of it. And you see one of the doctors putting your hand into a secure bag that special operation teams have. And the doc looks over, heads over to another room. You hear, hear him, don't let any of the suits get this. Saturn, you see all of this going on as, you know, you're a medic and you're still not within your right mind. Rooster is put under anesthesia. You hear the sound of a flatline coming from Nomad's room. You kind of peek in and Nomad has turned into what looks like a mummy. You know how it's all like dark skinned and as though he's aged and eaten away. All that's left is just ash after a few moments. And the doctors are looking at him and the, the medical care facility folks are looking at him. Uh, uh, Captain Thompson. Yeah, we're going to call him. He's, he's dead. And gives the time. What happened on this mission is going to go down in no one's histories. Nomad has gone on to the other side. Alloy has gone on to the other side. Saturn, after this episode, you're not able to get clearance once again to be in the military. And you've gone on to retire a bit. And in, by retiring, you're currently in a assisted living area as you really can't sleep. Price, because of your officership, you are now one, one armed. You're kind of enjoying a fairly quiet life as a pensioner, but yet you still have dreams and nightmares. And it still feels like your hand is there, like it's crawling. And one evening you had a dream about petting two bunnies. Dr. Thompson, a group of special operators are brought into your operating room. The patient in front of you is a French national from a joint task force. His body is covered in scars. It looks as though that he's been burnt, almost emoliated 100% of his body. It looks as though that his gut has sustained the most amount of damage. His vitals are quickly deteriorating. Doctor, what should we do? How many people brought in? Just the one so far? They brought in three people. You're working on one. This one was the worst. Okay. I've got my colleagues working on that. Okay. So I'm going to see what I can do to save this soldier. If I can, I'll try to, like, if there's, it looks like it's probably some sort of infection. Where is it concentrated? It might be in his stomach or in his body, but it does extend over in his entire body. Part of you thinks it might be chemical warfare, but you've not seen this type of response yet. Okay, um, I want to hook him up to an IV, get him started on pain meds so he doesn't feel as much, and then just get a closer look and see if there's anything I can, I recognize or anything I can do. He picks his head up. He's awake. The nurses are kind of shocked that he's there, and they get a IV drip going in, and they've got him on a pretty high level of morphine. Things aren't looking good. Yeah, before the morphine knocks him out, does he say anything? He doesn't, and he's not getting knocked out. His eyes are looking back and forth. His eyes seem very stark white against his skin, which is getting darker and darker black as we go on. You notice that his stomach is deteriorating. His skin is starting to deteriorate, almost though it's wasting or melting away. 
I'm going to immediately tell the other staff to stand back. Whatever this guy has going on with him looks like it's spreading. I don't want any anyone else. Everyone step back and see what's going on. The staff take a few steps back and kind of watch. And you look over and see his heart monitor get real low. And his eyes look at yours, catch yours directly, eye to eye contact. And you see the light go out in his eyes. He flatlines. You hear one of the nurses, Doctor, do you think we should call it? Uh, yeah. Time of death? 12.10 p.m. All right. Time of death, 12.10 hours. Cause unknown. Uh, and let's, let's move on to the other guys. As you take a step back, you see his body melt even more until he is just an ashen outline of his body itself. His skull, his bones, everything is gone. It's just dirt or remnants. Doc, this is weird. That's yeah. I've never seen anything like this. Um, are the other are the other two like this? No, no, no. The the one the the captain, the British captain. It was just his hand. As soon as the nurse says that. Your colleague, Dr. Bree Greenbottle, a captain in the Air Force, is carrying a, a bag, one of those uh, tactical sealed bags. It's moving just a little bit. She gets closer to you and she brings you in close. Don't let the suits get this. What is this? Just just don't don't let them get it. Don't don't open it. Just get it out is of this, here. Is this from the other guy? Yes. Dr. Greenbottle, can you please come into this room? We have questions for you. I got this. Go, go, go. Come on. All right. So as Dr. Greenbottle leaves, I'm going to look down at the bag and knowing that uh, my job is done here, I'm going to stash this somewhere I know it will be kept safe. So, Dr. Park. Oh, I'm sorry. Michelle, since we're being all friendly now. Did you get what you want from me? Did you learn anything special this time around? What? Nothing to say? You just want to make me go through it all again? Just so you can get off on how everything went to shit? We got led into a trap. And then a fucking spider. The size of a Mack truck. With blood that fucking eats through rocks dropped a mountain on top of me. And when I woke up, I was in a schizo jacket. So how about after all of this shit, you tell me something for once? All right, what the fuck do you want from me? Why are you keeping me locked up in this hospital? And where the fuck is my team? My name is Jonathan Powell, and I played Price. My name is Rick Osborne, and I played Saturn. I'm Stephen Schwartz, and I play Nomad. I'm Benjamin N., and I play Alloy. I'm Ben Soslowski, and I play Rooster. Special cameo by me, Joseph Newman, playing Captain Paul Thompson. 
I'm Dan Voshkevich, The Handler. Our story is based on the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dreams Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. Operation Hammerlock is an original story created by me, Dan Voshkevich, with the assistance of Ben Sislowski. If you like our story, there are a few ways to support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons. Steven Schwartz, Director Arayo, Jonathan Powell, Tom Padula, M.S. Asnikar, Heather Ney, Jen Obertaz, Jake Blair, Bomb Clancy, Kit Thompson, Danny, Lady Bedeville, Sherk Manning, Andrea of the Burbs, Red Dead Coquette, Blartimus, Ginger Fury, Dr. Christian Lehman, Kate, DB, and the entity some have called George. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on the usual social media sites. Also, check out our website, www.theredactedreportspodcast.com. All of our handouts are archived there. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you could reach out to Agent Harker through our contact form on this site. The Redacted Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quest and Chaos. If you like what you hear with us, give Quest and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons & Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Join us next week when reality melts around the pressures from beyond and entities with unspeakable names and burrowing thoughts dream at us. They wait for that moment to devour our puny, insignificant lives and replace us with drones and clones to control the rest of humanity.